0: If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill, and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of No Rest for the Vivid. I am Claire Hill, I am your host, and I am the founder of the Vivid Club membership. And I would like to invite you, it's happening next week on the 17th of April, I would like to invite you to the Vivi Club Festival. This is going to be an amazing showcase of all the amazing businesses that are already inside the Vivi Club membership, as well as me delivering training for you to completely free to help you transform from a warrior to a warrior. We're also going to be helping you amplifying your strength, amplify your strength inside your business and to inject more joy and who doesn't need more joy in their business i mean come on hands up everyone needs a bit more joy in their business even if you've already got loads of it let's be absolutely overflowing with it all so sign up to your free ticket click the link below in the show notes i am so excited to see you there it is going to be amazing three days of action absolute absolute <laughs> action-packed value there's also going to be a free facebook group for you to join in and share your wins and your amazing thoughts and ideas all because of the Vivvy club membership festival so i'm very excited to have you there this episode features the wonderful lindsey grace what an absolutely legend Lindsay is um i met her through my our mutual friend sally and she really has got so much value to give especially in this episode we talk about her journey into becoming a coach and how she supports other women to be the best versions of themselves if you enjoy this episode and it resonates with you please share your comments with Lindsay I know that she would be more than happy to hear from you all of her details are in the show notes so without further ado enjoy Good morning, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Claire.
0: I love it. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. We're just having a lovely chat in the intro. And I said, we can't, well, not in the intro, but in the beginning bit, no one knows, like people come on the podcast, you don't just go, we're going to call now. No. I have to like say hi and stuff, um, which is a lovely chat, but I didn't ask all of the juicy questions that I wanted to ask you because <laughs> that's the point of the podcast. But anyway, welcome to No Rest for the Vivid. Um, so I found you on Instagram. You connected, wanted to come on. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. I love it when people ask to come on. And um, yeah, just... Tell everybody who you are, where you come from, and what you do.
1: Yeah. What's your name? Where'd you come from? Sound like Silla yeah. Black, don't we? Yes. Um, yeah. blind date <laughs> back in the day, if anyone remembers. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm Lindsay. I am a business and mindset coach, and I predominantly work with women who are just starting their business or looking to scale their business one or two years into it. Um I'm predominantly over on Instagram Lindsay Grace coach and I've been doing it for about a year and a half now and left my corporate job about a year and a half as well so I took that big leap of faith <laughs> a big big leap yeah uh, I just wish I'd done it sooner I wish I'd kn- I knew because um everyone that's known me all my life when they found out and since I've found out I'm doing coaching they're like God that's just so you that's so you you're putting, yeah. you know so suited to you yeah um, I was always one of them that like when I used to go clubbing a lot, um, you mentioned Ibiza before, I've lived out in Ibiza, so I used to go clubbing a oh, lot. Yeah. Before, yeah, I was always the <laughs> girl in the toilet going, you look fabulous. No, get rid of him. Don't let him speak to you like that. I was always the one like <laughs> bigging girls up and giving them advice and giving them a hug and saying everything's going to be all right. I was always, always like really an advocate of um, women empowerment or, yeah. and always have been that way. Um, so it makes complete sense that that's just the natural kind of route that I've taken within my coaching is just to really allow women to be seen and heard and, and know their own innate power because we are powerful, powerful
0: beasts. So, yeah. Yeah. So how did the, what's the love story? How did it all start? Oh, yes. Once um, upon a time, there was once a woman <laughs> called Lindsay. <laughs> once
1: upon a time.
0: <laughs> well,
1: um, a bit of a kind of tragedy kind of, event as in I got breast cancer I was 2019 I got told I had breast cancer I found a lump at the Christmas of 2018 didn't do anything with it just kind of felt it but wasn't sure really about it kind of kept my eye on it and then went to the doctors and yeah within two weeks I'd been operated on and the the cancerous tumor had been removed but at the same time I broke up with like the love of my life at the time, a relationship. So two weeks after having the diagnosis and the operation, we had like a really petty row. But it'd been quite a toxic relationship anyway. But I couldn't mm. get myself out of it. It was one of those where they, you just get wound, ground down, ground down. You lose a lot of your self worth and self love for yourself and boundaries. Um, but ultimately, after having the diagnosis, we had this really petty row, and that was it. I I ended it, and he couldn't believe it because that's I wasn't that way with him, and he was like, "You don't mean that," and I was like, "I bloody well do," and that was oh, it. Wow. I was gone. So for the year of 2019, not only did I have like like the healing process physically, but I had a, I definitely had a broken heart. I was gutted. I was, I was devastated. So it was a massive, massive, massive year. However, it was a fantastic, it's like the butterfly, you know, the caterpillar to the butterfly. It was a really transformational journey um, and loads of lessons. And I'm a great believer in like the universe keeps giving you lessons until you listen. And the biggest takeaway and the biggest lesson that I took from that year was self-love. Like, Mm. you've got to love yourself, babe. You've got to give yourself respect. You've got to have boundaries. You've got to love yourself like you love your daughter. I've got a 12-year-old daughter, you know, and within that relationship, I would often say to my best mate, like, if Georgia was in this sort of relationship, I'd be gutted. I'd be absolutely devastated. Why? Why am I allowing myself to be hurt or or etc. So it was very powerful. But as I say, I just couldn't bring up whatever it was, the courage or the commitment to leave. And anyway, we did. And loads of lessons came through that um and at the end of that year I then met my now partner who I've been with over three years and he's everything that I desire and deserve and vice versa I'm everything he deserves and we're just a beautiful match don't really argue you know like one or two arguments over three years which like transform transformative for me because all my past relationships have always been very volatile so Mm -hmm. very loving um, and that was at the end of that year, which, again, was a real sign to me of like the moment I started to focus inwards and on myself and on what I deserved and what how I felt and what I needed and what I wanted and really took that time to listen to myself and kind of fall back in love with who I was. That's when this other beautiful relationship came into my life and, you know, it really blossomed. And then from there, it was almost like I was on this path and journey then and I just had an epiphany um I saw someone training as a coach and I was like that's it that's a thing that's the bloody thing I've been looking for all my life it was like a big lightning bolt because I'd always, I didn't know what limiting beliefs was but I'd always had a limiting belief I wasn't clever enough I couldn't go back to university because I think I'm slightly ADHD now so me learning stuff I find it difficult like in yeah. my attention span of a gnat and again I didn't know that back then so I've got these kind of barriers and beliefs so the thought of going back to school or learning something um, and especially where it's around like psychology, and that's always fascinating me like the brain and how it operates. Um, I really had a barrier that I couldn't do it, but when I seen this like advertisement of become a coach, all that disappeared. I was like, "That's the thing. That's the can I swear?" By the way, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's the fucking thing." That's and I just <laughs> couldn't believe it because I'd always thought if I just knew what it was I'm meant to do, I know I'll be really good at it. Yeah, I just I did. I kept evading me, or I kept maybe blocking it, whatever the whatever the reasons. And then that was it. Then I just went head first into this journey of training as a transformational coach. Went five months training, ploughed loads of money into it left my um corporate job of 15 years very secure nicely paid corporate job and I just knew I was just like I've just got no doubt whatsoever this is what I'm meant to be doing like there's zero hesitation around this and I'd never felt that way about anything before I'm very wow. creative I've lots of ideas and put my fingers in lots of pies so I do try stuff but with this I was I was so just like dead set of like no this is this is exactly where I'm, what I'm meant to be doing and who I'm meant to be helping and yeah so that felt amazing and I'm not looked back. Not look back since.
0: So that was eighteen months ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. about eighteen yeah.
1: months ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think to have that sort of dedication and desire and drive that I do have for being a coach and an entrepreneur, I one hundred percent think you need because I think entrepreneurship, as I, as I've since learned it is massively like a bloody being on a roller coaster. The ups oh, and yeah. the downs, the highs and the lows. And if you are not steadfast in what you want to do, like your why, why are you doing this? What drives you? What you, what makes you want to do it? If you don't really know that or you question it, then when those bumps in the road come along, you will 100% question why you're even doing this. And I'll just get off the train and I'll go back to that corporate job. Or I'll just stop doing this and I'll go and do something easier because this is hard. So its I always say to people, it's not for the faint hearted. But it's so fucking rewarding yeah so what's I your wouldn't... why then my why is um freedom my biggest value is freedom so I feel as an entrepreneur I'm in control I always struggled with the hierarchy of management in corporate corporate jobs um I always got in trouble I was always the one that never got you know they never never quite got each other me in management um and I did do well I succeeded I went through the ranks but I always just felt a bit yeah a bit misunderstood um so For me, being an entrepreneur, it's complete freedom to design the life that I want, to design the business I want, to help the people I want, to attract the people I want. I don't have to work with anyone. I work, I choose to work with the women that I resonate with and they resonate with me. Mm. And that in itself is very, very empowering. To have that complete control of your life is probably one of the most empowering things I could do for myself.
0: Oh, amazing. So what's your favorite? So tell me your ideal person to work with probably a bit of
1: a mirror of me if i'm honest like really <laughs> yeah very very driven very motivated very like i'm if she can do it i can do it like I've, i don't really suffer thank god with comparisonitis but i know it's i know it's rife but what i tend to do is i reframe it and flip it on its head and if i look at someone that i find is doing something i want to do a few steps ahead i channel that energy of like bloody hell she's paving the way if she can do it i can do it yeah like that, and I find it really inspiring. Like, well, see, it can be done. It's almost like evidence before I've got it myself. Of like, it's proven, people are doing it. it, means I can do it. Um, so yeah, she's a real like a kick-ass woman, she's driven, she she knows what she wants, but she's just looking for the outside support. She um is coachable, she understands self-development, she's very much into you know spirituality, self-development, um, and getting the most out of her life. She's not a pity party, she's not a victim um yes she may have ebbs and flows flows of being that but the the beast of her character is someone that's like come on let's go out there let's change lives let's change my own life
0: love that I love those kind of women when you meet them and you're just like oh it's just the best isn't it that's all about energy as well when you meet people like that I'm like I sniff them out (laughs) I I went to an event recently and I was just I could You can just feel the vibes off these women. And I'm just like, do you want to be my friend? Not in a creepy way, but. Yeah,
1: well, you know what they say, though, as well, don't you? That you, the person, the five people that you surround yourself with, you effectively become, you know, because Mm. of one of the energy and the aspirations and who they are. So if you're knocking around, and we all do this, like we might have a partner, you you can't run it, you know, your partner might think or say or not be supportive of you're running a business and it will drag you down, you know, but yeah. I, and you're probably similar, I love going to kind of networking events where there are these similar kick-ass women because ultimately, again, it's like rubbing shoulders with people that are like vibing at your level and your energy and your aspirations and devotion to the cause, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to surround yourself with that and hopefully, as a coach, that's what women will come to me for—is that energy of like, you know, I'm—I don't beat bullshit. You know, I'm very straight to the point, and I like to just say it as it is. And you know, but for me, I think that's helpful to be like, "Come on, you're getting in your own way, yeah, babe. Let's let's look at this." You know, yeah, they,
0: exactly. Yeah. They don't come to people like you and I to mm. to be given to uh, They they come for tough love. Like I, you know, yeah. as as a coach, and also as um as a human I don't want the gray fluffy I just tell me how it is like I want to know how to get there tell me how to do it and when I hear people that respond well to that they're like the best people to work with yeah
1: yeah because they're motivated and they're driven and they they want to be shown or or highlighted their blind spots because we've all got them we can't you know there's no way that we can learn and grow without having some sort of you know supportive loving outside influence, you know shining a light on it
0: yeah so when we were chatting before you were saying that you're going to launch a money course soon and you said you yeah. love talking about oh, money love and currently in my uh group program in my first cohort project warrior boss they are in the middle of a money challenge nice um i love a money challenge but i love talking about money as well <laughs> <laughs> Why do you money, love talking money, about money? I know, it's so good, isn't it? It makes <laughs> you feel rich. Why do you love talking about money? Because um, I
1: find it fascinating. I find it so, because I think money, the money story came to me around the same time as like self-love of like that real eye-opening moment of like, oh shit, is that, is that a thing? Like, oh, I didn't know I thought like that. So what I mean, maybe some of your audience do or don't know, but just to explain it for me, a money story is when we grow up from zero to seven, so many of our um, beliefs, and um, stories and our narratives that we tell ourselves are given to us at that age from our caregivers. Mm. And we form these beliefs and we're conditioned to think a certain way. So for example, when it comes to money, my dad used to say money doesn't grow on trees, um, or you have to work really hard to get money. Or, you know, know, he he never said this, but there's other sayings, isn't there? Like money's greedy. If you want to be rich, it's greedy. Or look at those rich people over there. Who do they think they are? You know, there's all these things that can form what we believe about money. And I find it fascinating, especially for women in business, because hopefully if you grow in a business, that means you're building it. And therefore there'll be constant levels of upgrowth, growth, of up leveling and growth in that. Mm. And we tend to hit a bit of a glass ceiling. We tend to hit a bit of a wall when we're coming mm. to either towards that growth or just about to have it. So quite interestingly, in September last year, I had my first 10K month and it's taken me about three or four months to discombobulate because it discombobulated me even though I've done done loads and loads of money work, I thought I was ready for this big, big up, up level. You know, I can hold the space of the money. And if anyone understands that, like I believe like money is just energy. So it's being able to have the space open to hold that. And that comes down to self-worth and self-belief and self love. Yeah. You know, are you deserving of this money? You know, um, what, do you have any shame or guilt around it? You know, am I worthy to hold this, to have this, to accept this, etc.? There's all that, that ultimately everything comes down to, am I worthy? You know, do I deserve this? Mm. Um, Every little thing I think always, if you trace it, trace it, trace it, trace it back, it'll come back down to our own self-worth. Now my conscious brain, me as in Lindsay right here right now, is like, oh my God, hell yeah, of course I'm absolutely worthy of this. Jesus Christ, I deserve it and I'm going to go for it. But subconsciously, buried deep somewhere along the way of, you know, being zero to seven, there is something that's happened and it happens, I would say to 99.9% of people where it's said, you know you don't deserve that or be quiet or you know who do you think you are to have that and there's some part of you then that holds on to that mm. as a subconscious belief so then for me as i say when we are out of our comfort zone and we are stretching ourselves that's when that sort of belief can really start to try and sabotage you or to hold mm. you like resistant to it or bring in imposter syndrome you know who how do you think you are earning this sort of money or as i say you don't deserve this um so for me, that is all the psychology of that is fascinating because once we can understand and be self-aware to see and hear that inner critical, that, that subconscious thought, we can then start to change it. And then we can start to understand that we are worthy full stop. Nothing makes us worthy. We're born worthy. Mm. That's, that's our birthright. And, you know, if you then want to start earning money and, and having space, energetic space for that money, then again, it's working with that to call it in and to know that you can hold it and that you're deserving of it and everything, you're still safe. Everything will be okay.
0: Mm.
1: And my belief around money is more money in good heart-centered people's hands will do more good in the world. You know, money's just energy. Money is just energy. So if someone bad has got money, like Putin, let's say, then guess what? He's going to do bad things with it. But if someone good has money, let's say me, I'm going to do good things with it. So mm-hmm. we want money in more good people's hands. So this is why for me, it's so, I'm so passionate, it's so important about more heart-centered women that we work with being successful, mm-hmm. right? Don't, you have to, we have to reframe it. We have to look at money as a really powerful, positive entity, energy in this world. And it depends on who, it's like having a gun. Like, would you want a gun in your hand or someone's bad? You want it in your hand because you know you're not going to do any evil with it. You know, you put it in a box and put it away and keep it safe whatever that's a good analogy the same is with money though if you're a good person then you'll give to charity yeah. you'll give to your family you'll take people on holiday you'll share you'll see the homeless man in the street and you won't turn around you'll walk past him and give him 10 you know it will do good and then that is a ripple effect of positive good energy so again mm. on an energetic level like money in good hands because it is energy is a very good energy you know and it's going to do more good in the world mm. it's really powerful
0: yeah, really, really powerful, and I hundred percent agree with everything that you've just said. Like it's uh yeah. and the the thing that I have learned that I'm still learning about is that you have your money story, and you like you say you you you're re- I'm ready for this wealth. I'm ready for this. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to do this this and this with it. Like you know, you're saying this is how much I intend to receive, and thank you very much. More please, and all of that. But then there's still, how do we work on that still little niggle? Okay. I'm gonna be
1: straight with you. I don't think that niggle will ever go away. Mm. But I think what changes is our self-awareness. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Because mm. I think I think ultimately I think it's part of a human condition. Because again, if you go back to kind of being a prehistoric cave woman, cave person, we our brain has not evolved yet to where we are at in this modern day of life. So it's always trying to protect us, always. It, it always looks for danger. It's a confirmation bias to look for danger rather than look for good. Okay. So to earn more money, we tend to meet it tends to mean that we're stepping out of our comfort zone. Or even if you won the lottery, you're out, you your ego, that little voice inside you, it's out of its comfort zone. It's like, whoa, what does yeah. all this mean? It's a threat now. People are going to want to come and get this money off me. What if they come and do this? And so again, it's it see you hear a lot of lottery um winners giving the money away, you know, spending it at a rate of knots and then being skint a year later and you think, how oh, hell have they spent all that? Yeah, that's why you reject it. You get, you're scared of it. You get rid of it. So I think that's innate in us. But I do believe that the difference is is awareness and a Mm. continual practice of that self, self love, self belief, self affirmation, self, 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 self. Everything starts with self. Yeah, your outside world reflects your inside world.
0: Yeah, and it's it is repetition. I think with every Every kind of part of running a business. I think that there is uh that people see um successful people it, how people define success they will see success in front of them and they will say well how have that person done it you know comparisons a thief of joy anyway but you but like we were saying like I look at these people and I'm inspired mm. they look like they've got all their shit together but behind the scenes they've been working for years on their mm. mindset day in day out consistent practice. They've been persistent with it, even if they haven't seen a return. And that's the bit that you have to sort of accept because I totally agree with the self-awareness because I had a massive epiphany um, probably before Christmas that the reason I was stopping myself, the the limiting belief for me was that if I earned more, received more, I would be loved less. Because it comes down to worth again. Yeah, to to worth. Yeah. When you know when you're saying like don't you you're looking for the evidence, but there's so much evidence to support that. It's true actually. Confirmation
1: bias. But it's like if you if you bought if you bought a white car. You're, you would then start seeing lots of white cars because yeah, your yeah. brain goes, oh, I know that. And then it, it looks for it. But there's always all there there has always been those white cars out there, but you are now tuned into it. So the same goes when your brain is trying to protect you, it will look for evidence to prove to you why you shouldn't do it, mm. okay? So when you've got that super self-awareness or even just starting out on your self-awareness journey, when you've got that, you can start to recognize, right, is that belief true for me? do I really believe that if I, if I do, why do I believe that? What does it mean? What's it going to, what's it going to give me? What's it going to take away? And it's just that inquiry of self of just getting really inquisitive of these thoughts. And it is as simple as that. It really is. Rewriting is a great way to do that. Like basically get your pen and paper, Just get into a calm state, whether you can meditate or not, you know, take a deep breath, ground yourself, tell yourself that you're safe to be in this space for five, 10 minutes, shut the door from the children, whatever it takes, but take that time. And then maybe ask yourself a question like, how do I feel today? Or why is this upsetting me? Or why can't I move past this? Or, you know, something again, an open question. What, why, when, where, how are open questions? Ask yourself an open question. And then you'll see, because your higher self, your intuition, We'll just start pouring out the answers, and I've done that so many times. And read it back, and I thought, Jesus Christ, I did not know that.
0: I mm. did not know that,
1: but I did because my my higher self knows it. I'm in tune to it. But we have mm. so much noise and so much conditioning that we often don't listen. And that gut reaction—that's your higher self. You know, when you get that feeling, or you can walk into a room and you think oh, it feels a bit funny, I'm not quite sure—that's your intuition. That's your higher self.
0: Mm. It's energy. Yeah, love the gut instinct. listening to that yeah well I'm now massively a
1: a massive advocate of my own intuition because that's what found the cancer because I've got quite small breasts and the the lump was tiny so really and I didn't check I wasn't overly trying to look for it I was just something brought me to put my hand on it and I found it straight away and I was like oh that's a bit funny that's intuition that was my intuition Mm -hmm. my higher self saying babe just go and look at that for me because my conscious brain me living right here you know now on planet earth I was like yeah fine everything's great but it was something I had an I had a gut feeling to go and look at it or find it or touch there. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I I love my intuition. Like me and her are busy mates. Yeah, you know, because I really listen to her now. How does something feel is one of the best biggest indicators of whether you know follow your joy. You must have heard that saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, because
1: it's one of the biggest indicators of whether something's right for you or not.
0: Mm, yeah, I I I don't know. I'm sure you work with women as well that just there's some women that i've worked with that have no um idea what their joy is they've literally lost what joy feels yeah. like
1: but again you see for me that all starts with self so self love because you you're not connected to who you are you're not you don't you don't love yourself you're not connected to your worth you're not connected to who you are as a person the value that you bring and just because you, as a core, like I say, from birthright, you're worthy. You've lost all that for whatever reasons over the years. And for me, everything, honestly, everything starts with self. So bring it back down, strip all the noise away. Yeah, but if they were nicer to me, no, that's victim mentality because we can't control outside circumstances. What we can control is how we react or how we feel. That's what we can control. Yeah. So you bring it back to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's inter- It's so fascinating. Like, I literally could talk about it all day, about how yeah. certain things can lead to certain feelings that then just are stuck, but how do you unstick them? But sometimes, like you say, sometimes they are stuck and you just have to sort of make best mates with them, in a way. Yeah, I, a well,
1: bit. yeah, so, so obviously everything's going to be different and it's hard to just kind of generalise. Yeah, but absolutely. I, but I guess... I had a thought then, and, and perimenopausal brain has just completely <laughs> squashed it. <laughs> Don't worry. No, no, I'm not going to think about that. Yeah, I can't remember. I was going to say What were you saying? Remind me what you just said.
0: Um, I was saying about... Self-love. <laughs> <laughs> something else. It's contagious. Oh, shit. What was it? Talking about self-love, self-joy... Oh, I don't know but I do want to come back to another We'll, we'll I'm sure we'll find our way oh, again I love my but, brain um, at the minute when That's you it. were talking you know talking about the the reasons why we limit ourselves especially with money one specific thing like I said was that I am loved less so that is a thing that if I the, sh- the brighter I shine the less I'm loved right mm-hmm. now what I've re- and he's going back to what you said, I accept I cannot control the behavior of other people. Mm-hmm. There is factual evidence that this is the case and this is what happens. It's mm-hmm. not that I like, I, I can look for it, but it, it's quite evident. It's there. Yeah. And, um. but the next stage of that, once you've gone, so for me, this is where I am. Yeah. I'm self-aware. Mm-hmm. I know that that is what happens as mm-hmm. I shine brighter. I am going to lose people because I have to set boundaries. That's where it is. It's like, Set yeah. boundaries and I've done so much work on that in the last especially the last six months like masses yeah. of work on that yeah but it's then the next stage of accepting that it's sad but those people aren't supposed to be there yeah. and it's that like um and that's what I currently in my development I'm like I've yeah. just got to accept yeah that you know those people aren't coming with me <laughs>
1: And a good way to kind of do that is I almost see it again as like a new birth, isn't it? It's the death of something, yeah. but that means there's a birth of something. So new, you're making space, energetic space for new opportunities, new people that are, are yeah. on your vibe. Space that your vibration is now vibing higher. Mm. And that's why they'll fall away because they're on a different vibration from you. But you're drawing now, you'll now become magnetic because you've almost given up space because you've given up that brain space. You're no longer thinking mm. of them or letting them absorb. You're you not people pleasing. You're not demanding to no. their needs anymore. And I'm going to just take a guess that you're a massive or used to be a massive people pleaser.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that tends to be where a lot of our energetic leaks are.
0: Absolutely like
1: really no. like draining to be that because we we don't ultimately again it comes down to the worth we don't feel enough we don't feel able to say actually no you're putting someone else's needs in front of your needs mm. so it's almost like what you ma- what you need is greater than what I need right now there you go have it and it's learning to go actually my needs are greater than any other fuckers on this planet because all that matters is me because if my cup is filled then guess what your cup will get filled
0: mm. yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I used um, when I was a child, I was a young carer, so I had to from eight years old oh, yeah. till I like left home at eighteen. I had it. That's what happened. My yeah. needs couldn't come first, even as them. an wow. eight year old. So yeah. wow. that for me, Powerful. recognizing that that isn't an easy journey to yeah. to recover from that, but also mm. to um, I'm just I'm just in a grief process yeah. at the minute, and I'm like. Yeah do you know what? I'm allowed space. I was saying, you know you like, you talk to yourself, don't you? I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm allowed space to just grieve this for a moment yeah, and be okay with that because yeah. so much you sort of like push your emotions. Into. I'm like, no, I'm just going to grieve this because yeah. on the other side is going to be, you know, I trust everything's going exactly as it should. On yeah. the other side, everything's going to work out. But right now it's just a bit sad and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But like you said, when you grieve something you know like I'm, I'm all like you were saying about your ex-partner you grieve yeah. that process yeah you've got to
1: we're human beings you know we're spiritual yeah. spirits having a human experience and the human experience is one that it has all these emotions you know So we definitely have to process them. And I actually think part of my breast cancer was me suppressing my emotions. So I'm a massive advocate of like, you know, I tell my daughter, if she's angry, I'm like, go upstairs and go scream and punch your pillow. Please let it out. Like, I really believe like, don't hold it in. Don't you've got a voice, scream it out. And then let's talk it through. And if someone's pissed you off, let's talk it through. You know, I'm, really empowered to to do that we and again that ties in with the women that I work with of like we've all got a voice babe let's not be silenced please you know let's go out there and say our message because we've all got something really powerful to share mm. and at some point a lot of us have been silenced you know yeah, that's was the thing is,
0: you're the same yeah. kind of person as me I bet you've been told oh you're too much or you're too loud
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I mean it starts as young as my brother he used to bang on my door and tell me to shut up you know I'm a singer so I used to sing in my bedroom and he'd be like shut up I was thinking about that the other day and I've had like spiritual work done and they say you, your throat chakra is blocked and I'm like yeah I can. <laughs> even though I'm still very confident and talkative but there must be so much more that I could give and project and that is now the path that I'm on I'm just learning to express now and that's why I'm offering to do guest speaking and talking because I'm like you know what I have got things to say and I am an empowered person and I want to share that energy yeah and I think people can vibe off that so
0: fucking go girl yeah, I love it. It's just so inspiring. You just think look, doing this work is it. And, you know, for anybody listening, it's not easy work. It's going to make you feel really uncomfortable, um, but it doesn't matter. It, it, what I also I was saying this to one of my clients, like just because you feel uncomfortable, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah. You have to like move through this discomfort to get to the other side. Yeah. But you have to acknowledge that if there's. And it's, again, listening to your gut because your gut can make you say, oh, no, this feels this feels the wrong kind of discomfort. And it's listening to that. But then there's the other discomfort with going, yeah, it's just I'm just growing. I'm stretching out. Okay.
1: So can I can I maybe suggest how we can differentiate the two for me? How I differentiate. So, yes, we've got. And, and it's funny, isn't it? Because I was thinking about this the other day that you used to get told if you if you can hear voices in your head, then you need to go to the asylum. But I feel like now we're more comfortable and able to say, yeah, actually, I've got I've talked to myself. I've got a voice in my head that says something to me, like like saying, don't do this or do this. Yeah. Yeah. So that voice that you can hear when it when it says do or don't, for me the ego voice is the one that wants to protect you. And that's quite stern. Like, who do you think you are? No, don't do that. I wouldn't go out there. That's quite a stern voice. Whereas your higher self voice, she's quite soft and she's quite loving. And she's like, you know what? You've got this. It's going to absolutely work, you know? And you can tune into that. You put your hand on your heart. You take those breaths. You ground yourself down and just be in that moment. And again, you can ask the question of like, I'm not sure what I should be doing here. And honestly, straight away, just listen to that first noise, that first reaction, that first feeling and go with that because that that will be your intuition that will be your higher self talking to you and yeah. you know your ego your ego is quite mean and quite abrupt and yeah. quite hard hard talking to you so they are there is a difference but again for me to get good at that it's that self-love it's starting to tune in with yourself like your biggest biggest best friend should be yourself yeah um, a lot of work that I do with myself and I teach my clients to do is mirror work I don't know mm. if, any, if you've heard of that at all
0: no I have a little bit but yeah in case no one's heard of it before yeah so it's really powerful there's a lady who's
1: now passed away called Louise Hay please go and check her out because she definitely started me yeah. on my journey absolute legend. yeah absolute legend and very wise you know it's stuff people are now saying and I'm thinking yeah gosh she knew this back in the 70s and the 80s she was talking mm. about it then and she's got books um and she's all over YouTube um all her affirmations but Louise um started at um a, a, a trend if you like called mirror work and what you do is you stand in front of the mirror and it's very simple you basically say loving affirmations to yourself so the way you would talk to maybe your daughter your best mate of like you've got this you're amazing I think you're wonderful I think you're lovely I love you I am you know the I am phrase is really powerful to do but doing it in front of a mirror um is, is super powerful but a lot of women especially if you don't believe that find it hard to do that so what I say to do is have a bridge of like I'm on my way to loving myself I am on my mm. way to think I'm amazing I'm working towards saying that I can do it you know so it's almost like tricking that inner voice that says no you're not who do you think you are you're like well I'm, I'm on my way I'm doing it I'm getting there all right I'm not quite there yet and it's a bit of a softer way of starting to show yourself that compassion and love mm.
0: yeah and I use that with some of my clients because one of the te- I used to be a teacher nice yeah. one of the things when you're teaching students I used to teach maths as well so a lot of the time the kids would be like, oh, I can't do it. And yeah. every single time they're like, you can't do it yet. Can't do it yet. Nice. Can't do yeah. it yet. So every yeah. single time that you're facing that discomfort of learning. So I say to my clients and they say, you know, I, I'm I'm not good at, I don't know how to do it. For some of my clients, you know, I don't know how to do it. Worse. I don't know how to go live. I don't, mm. I'm don't. i like, yeah, but yet, yeah. everybody, you know, I didn't know how to start a podcast. Yeah. I, you know, I just had that thing in my head. I mm. don't know yet, but I'm going to work it out. Let's take the next step. But I love that. And like, and it's yeah. learning. You're just on that journey of, you know, you're on, your way, you're on your way and you're learning.
1: Yeah. I'm on my way. And I always use um, the analogy of a baby. Like, look at a baby trying to walk. Right. It doesn't believe in rejection. It doesn't believe it's no good. It doesn't believe it can't do it. And it doesn't feel silly. It's like, well, I'm just going to keep trying until it works. Yeah. And guess what? We're all those babies because now it works. And now we walk on two legs. But we didn't go from being crawling to walking. None oh. of us did that. None of us did that. So we all had that journey and it's so simplistic to look at that and go, so if I put my mind to it and if I keep doing it and keep trying and don't beat myself up and don't listen to the outside influences of saying I can't do it, I think I'm going to master that. I think I'm going to do
0: it. Mm, Yeah, I love it. I love just the idea of the possibility and I love talking to people that have that um view of you know what's possible for me what's possible yeah. for you but Opportunities, all, yeah. opportunity but it's just having that expansive like it that, like few being fueled by your dreams instead of having them as a goal and just being like yeah I'm on my way yeah. okay if I get there brilliant and this is what I was saying about the money change so in my project warrior boss they have this money challenge and I've set, they've set their goals and we've, we've got till the 5th of March to the end of the 5th of March. And they're all like pulling their pants. They're all having a bit of a vulnerability hangover today. Cause we, we set the the, the sort of parameters yesterday. Yeah. And um, I said, but the ultimate goal of this is not actually to get the money. They're like, what? I'm like, it's brilliant. Let's bring in the money. But what we're doing is practicing opportunity to look for opportunities and banking wins that lead us to, you know, feeling rich in loads of ways. So I started doing this thing where I bank my rich, I bank my wins on just on a note like really simple things like my son Jackson put his socks on this morning without arguing. oh my god what a win (laughs) you know like I had a really really nice coffee at Starbucks you know sometimes you're like did I really spend all that money on that coffee it was so good it's so (laughs) good I was literally like it's the best coffee I've had all week oh my god that was like win um you know like so certain things You know, I didn't need to snooze. I don't really snooze my alarm, but I was really poorly last week. So this week, you know, it's just a little bit more difficult. I'm like, nailed it again. Got straight out of bed. Little things like that. So then when I look at my list, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking rich in wins. Yes. And I feel really rich, and what, abandoned abandoned.
1: I was going to say what you're actually doing there, because we have got this negative confirmation bias, if you like, naturally within us. You're <laughs> training the brain to yeah. be in an abundant mindset. We're moving yeah. out of lack. There's not enough. Oh, oh, my God, another bill's come through the door. How am I going to pay this? Where are all the clients? We're moving out of lack and we're moving into abundance and possibilities yeah. and opportunities. And we're choosing to do that. And by doing those exercises that you're talking about, you're now training your brain to look for the positives because naturally it'll look the negatives
0: yeah and oh it's because... raining
1: outside oh god that's rubbish oh it's raining outside great the plants will get watered yes yeah. exactly two different, two different yes. perspectives
0: and I find that because of what I went through as a kid I'm I find so much comfort I used yes. to find so much comfort in being in the negative and having a good old moan and it felt so victim, comforting it's victim
1: mentality isn't yeah it? yeah of yeah it's so but like comforting. You, say, you feel
0: safe safe there because that's
1: that again is your ego going but that's what we've known look it's proven it's yeah. proven that you're safe over here because this is what we grew up doing you know, yeah. so it's, again, it's that confirmation bias.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So if it, if you wanted to, t- like, leave anybody listening to this podcast with, like, I'm going to ask you the 10-year question in a minute, by the way, mm. but I feel like you've just given so many golden amazingness. <laughs> yes, there was yes. one thing that you could say, like, listen back to this podcast, for again, just for this one thing, what would it be? I think it's just self-love. If
1: every, Can you imagine a world where
0: everyone just respected and loved themselves mm. to,
1: like, the fullest? Yeah. To the fullest accepted all their flaws accepted everything about them knew that they were learning you know in progress um they're having a human experience but they're a beautiful energetic vibrant you know never-ending spirit inside and and she's in there then that comes down to self and self-love and i just think literally it sounds a bit cheesy but a world full of people there wouldn't be war they wouldn't be upset there wouldn't be any bad neggy vibes They'd just no, be a was really a... nice planet to live
0: on. Yeah, and most people are, um, uh, you know, they're projecting the pain inside them when exactly. they're horrible, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Oh,
1: yeah. So I, I would like say that. inner work, self-development, inner work, it all starts with self. So, yeah, just start reading up on it, start seeing what you can do today to start showing yourself that compassion, that forgiveness, that self-love that you would give to a lot of other people Um, and maybe just start giving that to yourself.
0: Love it so what if you could tell yourself something 10 years ago that you know now that you wish yeah. you'd known then what would it be it'd be exactly that that just, yeah the same just, I just, just rephrased the question basically didn't I yeah
1: <laughs> yeah because it, it is and I knew you were going to ask me obviously the 10 year thing and I, I just thought what what's been the most powerful thing over the last 10 years and becoming a mum was one of them but that again led me into like self-inquiry of who I was as a person and what do I need and what do I deserve but um mostly I would say just really starting to connect with with me like listen to me, listen to her intuition, my higher self, know that I'm a good person, know that I've got flaws and that I accept them, know that I can't um, control exterior, the outside world, you know, I can control how I react, but I can't control if they're mean or whatever happens to me. Um, And it's very empowering to start knowing that you've got choices and you've got control of your own life, but you have to just choose that and be aware of it.
0: Yeah amazing thank you Lindsay and And where I can promise. people find you because obviously you're going to do this money course soon aren't you yeah so I'm
1: releasing a money course at the end of March and I'm also a business and life coach you know transformational mindset all that good stuff you can kind of obviously hopefully get the vibe of where I'm at I'm very much into empowering and supporting women within their business um helping them to raise the roof and start earning money and start living and leading a life that they really truly desire um so I'm over on Instagram it's Lindsay Grace Coach and yeah i'd love to have some new followers over there i'd love to see you
0: yeah amazing thank, thank you so much Lindsay. you've been amazing thank you, you. Know. so if you get all those takeaways everyone you just gotta go and follow Lindsay. and actually i love it when people message the guests and say yeah. oh my god i love that. So, Yeah, yeah that be yeah that'd be really it. rewarding so yeah thank you please do that Brilliant. thank you darling that. thanks for having me yeah you're very welcome have a nice day well much love Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Billy podcast, written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill, and music has been composed by my brother, Phil v-